Happy Monday. This is Ozarks at Large. Arkansas defeated Texas A&M this year in a heated competition. And no, we're not talking about the football game earlier this year. We're talking soil judging. University of Arkansas professor Chris Bry led a group of six students to win first place at a soil judging competition hosted by Texas A&M. The team will compete at the national level in the spring. But how do you win at soil judging? Ozarks at Large's Matthew Moore brings us this field report. It's the first dry day in a week, which means it's the perfect opportunity to go stand in a giant hole in the ground and look at some dirt. Chris Bry is the leader of the dirt pile, directing the six students on what tools they'll need from their bucket, what paperwork to put on their clipboards, and he offers a quick reminder of things to look out for when it comes to soil judging. Okay, you guys, uh, double check your buckets real quick. Make sure that you got everything that you need. It looks like you grabbed color books. Make sure there's a chronometer in there, uh, a rag. Of course, this stuff will leave it right out here. Bry is a professor of applied soil physics and pedagogy and came to the University of Arkansas in 2001. And one of the classes he teaches is soil profiles. He spent the last 20 years teaching the nuances of dirt. People would easily think, oh, dirt is dirt is dirt, no matter where you are, when you are. But that's actually couldn't be farther from the case. Which leads us to soil judging. Soil is different, not just in different parts of the country, but in different parts of the same field sometimes. And whether you're a farmer working on how to best plant your crops or you're a business owner looking to build your first store, knowing what is underneath your feet is critically important to your livelihood. So how does soil judging work? Well, the first thing you need to know is that soil has layers, and those layers are called horizons. From a judging standpoint or even an on-site uh, characterization, we describe the morphological features of the horizons uh, as deep as we can. And so we do things like texture. We grab a handful of soil and we mash it around moist in our hand and we can feel the sand, silt, and clay. And then interestingly enough, that is a skill that people can get good at. To judge the different horizons, students out in the field use a cupcake tin and each mud pie a unique variety of soil. One student, Zeb, is pinching the soil between his thumb and index finger. What are you looking for when you see it? Uh, the grade of it, like how strong it is or weak it is. Like, I mean, that's weak right there. But, you know, you may get one here that takes a little bit more to break it. It's hard to tell, though, with it being so wet. Mm -hmm. That's kind of making it difficult here because if this was dry, this would probably be... A lot firmer? Yeah, a lot firmer. You'd have to actually try to break it instead of, like, I mean, right here. Like, you can just, just break that apart. That would be that way regardless. Bry says judging soil is a lot like playing a musical instrument. If we know the tempo of the song and what key it's in, then a talented musician would be able to not only follow along, but potentially jump in and play. The same is true with getting a feel for the texture. Of the soil. It takes training to be able to recognize and understand and, and 
uh, read a sheet of music. It takes training to be able to go out to the field, which is an uncomfortable place for a lot of people, right? We get dirty, we get wet, there's bugs, uh, you name it, a lot of reasons not to go to the field. But this is a skill that is actually being lost these days. There's fewer and fewer people that have these abilities, and we need them. There's more to soil judging than just smushing some dirt between your fingers, though. Another element of it is using a codified color chart, among other things, to determine more characteristics of the soil, including one very simple solution in a spray bottle, which a certain radio journalist overanalyzed. I won't call him out by name. I don't want to embarrass him. What about this solution you're using? What is that, and how does it help? This? Yeah. Water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Highly technical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> the water is important because they want to do the color moist because when the little wetness darkens the color, so that's just a way to standardize color. Um, some soil scientists will do a dry color but then you end up with variations in moisture and, and it's a little less standardized. So they moisten the soil and do the color and then it, uh, they use the water to help uh, moisten the soil to texture by feel. Another element of soil judging is evaluating soil structure. That's the stuff inside soil besides the typical sand, silt, and clay. Throw in a little organic matter into the mix. Now you have larger units than just the individual sand, silt, and clay particles themselves. And these can range from BB size, granular structural units, to actually large prisms that are tall in the vertical axis and narrow in the horizontal. So soil structure plays a secondary role in how nutrients and water and gases enter and leave the soil. So we have texture, we have color, we have soil structure, and the history of wetting and drying of the soil. The soil, looking at the soil for a trained person, is like reading a history book. Uh, you can tell if the site, the particular site you're looking at, has been really wet in the past. Bry's Soil Profiles class is an elective, but the students who take it are eligible to compete against other schools in the soil judging competition. In October, a group of seven students competed in a regional collegiate soil judging competition. And U of A students individually came in first, second, fourth, and fifth, which qualifies them for the national contest in the spring. Students who take the soil profiles class are not just learning skills that automatically attract future employers when they look at their resume. But then there's a sense of the competition. It's like, can we compete against other, you know, rival schools? There's a lot of parallels to the, the actual athletic sport uh, event, but this is an academic uh, sport uh, that I really take a lot of pride in. My students do as well. Um, they want to do well personally. They want to do well as a team. And I think they really just have some innate sense of, you know, this is competition. I want to not blow it for myself. I want to look like I know what I'm doing. And uh, we have long days. Uh, we practice hard. Uh, we're outside all the time dealing with the elements. The contest is outside, so it's not nice and easy in secure, non-element 
conditions uh, that we've got to deal with, uh, rain, potentially heat, wind, dust blowing in your face, and our last competition. Of all things, there was a tarantula walking around. It's just these thing, things that people take for granted about being in the out, outdoors. While there were a lot of things in this pit in Fayetteville, I can confirm with complete certainty that there were no tarantulas. At least I hope so. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Matthew Moore.